Welcome to the catch up, y'all. My name is Eli A. Ruth, and I'm joined by Jeffrey Kutnick. And. and... Oh, you'll find out after the jump. You'll find out after the jump. Ooh. Yo, this mystery is a spicy guest. Episode. Mystery, mystery guest. guest. Mystery guest. Guys, leave a review on the podcast store wherever you listen to podcasts. Braden, play the really sweet intro music that we stole from somewhere. We're joined by Rudy Cheney. Rude well, Love. Hello. Fellow partner here at Food Beast. Um, technically, we're a corporation, so uh, we're no longer partners. Oh, shit. Pat, okay. Pat had to clear that up for me the other day. <laughs> Pat's our lawyer. And also, Rudy has been a longtime resident of Long Beach. No longer anymore. Lives over in Huntington Beach. But uh, his family, his own property there, and enjoyed time in Long Beach. So uh, I think that's going to segue us into probably the hottest story of the week on the internet in general, not just Food Beast. We weren't planning for the story on the podcast this week. No. I'm going to tell you, Monday, Tuesday, we were planning on different topics. Super different. But then something in Long Beach took the world by storm. <laughs> okay. Here's the headline of this article that Isai, one of my favorite writers here at Food Beast, this is the headline that resonated and rocked the world. Quote, unquote. Restaurant caught selling Popeye's chicken as their own offers bizarre explanation, unquote. The longer this, this story is now a couple days in, there's a hoopla around the internet and the restaurant. That headline is so poignant now because it's interesting because I feel some type of way about them selling the Popeye's. At first, I didn't give a shit. I thought, like, if you like Popeye's chicken, you think it's good chicken, and they could sell it at the restaurant. More power to you. It's the bizarre explanation on behalf of the owner of that restaurant that I feel has carried this further than this story needed to go. Sure. I, I also feel that because the owner of the restaurant, Kimberly Sanchez, has been very outspoken mm. on not only on Yelp but agreeing to media request uh, we saw a video on ABC7 that she's on camera speaking about it that people are just perplexed by her response because it's i think what people are expecting right is as as the restaurateur who was caught selling fast food chicken at their breakfast and brunch restaurant was Oh, you got me. We should improve, right? I think there's like the there's this expectation of you were duping people. Just admit it. But yeah. because she's basically gone out and said, "No, Popeyes is the best around." <laughs> I'm giving my customers the best, which is a really interesting choice of words when you're sourcing fast food chicken, right? I'm giving my customers the best side note love popeyes i yeah, think popeyes it's great is dope. It's delicious I just, I just yeah i just wouldn't call it the best and so she's now in this perpetual now 72 hour news cycle where she's just her line is i serve the best chicken she said she tested different chip fried chicken restaurants in the area so no matter what she was going to source fried chicken from a restaurant come on kimberly you are from long beach california there's bomb ass fried chicken in your area you're gonna settle on popeyes like that's your extensive research okay, okay but popeyes is bomb it's bomb no okay. one's no one's okay. saying it's not dope i think the other part of this that's so perplexing is nowadays when somebody like okay here's the thing first of all we don't really I think it's debatable whether they got caught, and I put caught in air quotes, doing anything. Because a customer saw this happen, right? Saw somebody come in with Popeyes. So, like, I guess they kind of got caught. But that really depends on whether you think what they're doing is wrong or not. That's that's a separate topic all on its own that I'm sure we'll get to. But what I do want to say is I think one of the perplexing things about this story is that when somebody gets caught, in quotes, doing something, these days... Um, it's always just like deny, right? Like just pretend that what I did didn't even happen, doesn't exist, whatever. Like, and, I, and so I think her response of like, I don't actually think I'm doing anything wrong. Um, like, I don't think people get it. Like they're expecting her to just be like, no, it's not Popeyes or whatever. You know what I mean? Or like, or whatever, like just deny it. Or like, we're used to people lying to us all the time. Like 
like our president. You know what I mean? For instance, like it's from from top to bottom, like we're just used to people lying to our faces and and we accept that as the status quo. So I think for her to just be like, well, I don't think it's wrong and I don't really know what the big fucking deal is. Everyone's just like, what? You know what I mean? Like, what does this even mean? What's she even wasn't happening? very graceful about it. And I kind of see what you're saying. I think she could have taken this in a stride that actually worked to her benefit. Okay, okay. But so let, let's, let's get into that a little bit because I also think people a lot of the issues was that like she just kind of jumped online and started like you know doing a um like piss poor damage control but like imagine if you were somebody who's cooking in a kitchen that you can't even fry a kitchen in fry a chicken in right and like you're running this business you're this person like think about how much shit we deal with in a day she's probably dealing with the same amount of bullshit so like she probably wasn't ready for this. She probably just popped out of the kitchen and was like, "What the fuck is going on outside?" You know what I mean? Like literally, what the fuck is happening? Like there's people calling me. Like I'm just serving like Popeyes chicken because that shit tastes good, and I don't have a fryer. And like there's like people just like crawling up my ass about something. Like you know what I mean? So I think I think there's some important perspective to think about. Let me paint some context just just yeah. for those who this might be the first time you're hearing of this story. So this, this happened in Long Beach. There's a restaurant there. Uh, a Yelp reviewer, a customer at Sweet Dixie Kitchen, uh, went on to Yelp and left the following review. I'm going to read it quote for quote. The chicken they use is from Popeyes, all, all caps. Before my friends and I got seated, we saw them quickly bring in two large boxes of Popeyes to the kitchen. I wanted to believe this was just a snack for the workers, but alas, it was not. I ordered the chicken waffles to see whether or not they were serving Popeyes to their customers. I thought the chicken tasted suspiciously like Popeyes and was also rather stale. I kindly asked our waiter how they cooked their fried chicken. After checking, he admitted that they do, in fact, use Popeyes. The waffles were also hard as rocks. The manager compensated us for the entire meal. Very nice. Three out of five of us either thought their food was okay or enjoyed it. If you're considering having any chicken dish here, then just go to Popeyes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is one star, by the way. Did that review not seem kind of positive towards the end, Yeah, that seemed like too? that maybe should have been like a... Two and a half, three. Which star. is the bullshit part of Yelp too? Is like the binary response. We don't have to go yeah. too deep into it, but like, <laughs> it, it, that that does. That's a two or three star. You're like, oh, my cool. fork so was Popeyes dirty. Chicken. One star. Yeah. Oh, oh, but the employees were super dope. <laughs> the, okay. Compensated the, you. Yeah, like three people. I had much an amazing you. meal at this restaurant, and they didn't refill my water. One star. One yeah. star. So I'm sure Tyler H was hoping some of his other friends would balance out the review. He talked about his three out of the five people in his group had a good time and he didn't because his waffles were hard as rocks plus we had a personal friend visit this past weekend yep and said that he had a positive brunch oh, experience yeah, yeah. this mm -hmm. past weekend i went good. and i had a positive experience wait I, so when did you go and what okay. happened so let me finish that context too so that review came up and then kimberly sanchez the owner of sweet dixie kitchen responded to that person this is hers, her response, quote, that basically set the whole tidal wave of this on fire. Hi, Tyler. We proudly serve Popeye's spicy tenders. Emphasis yours, or is that in quotes? No, no, no. I'm, oh, it is any, in Anytime caps. you hear an emphasis, it's the all caps. <laughs> Hi, Tyler. We proudly serve Popeye's spicy tenders, the best fried chicken anywhere, and from New Orleans, which are delivered twice a day. We also, in case you need to know, buy our gumbo from a friend who sells at a local farmer's market. And our jam, which we used to make here, we were introduced to a woman from Alabama who now sells the most wonderful jams, as it has always been our goal to feature local food and guest chefs here. We promote usually small batch local producers in our menu. The exception is Popeyes. We can't fry at this location and it the fried chicken I love so much and I ate a ton of it in the ATL, so I serve it. We also don't grow our own veggies. We purchase those. And if we run out of, okay, that's, the, that's all I can see on our quote. <laughs> so you get so you can feel the defensiveness of her and I know Rudy you were just mentioning like she's not used to this shit like she's just running and I think I'm gonna put it out there I think it was fine that she was serving Popeye's fried chicken I think as I'm reading the menu she actually slyly calls it pops waffles and chicken fried waffles and chicken so uh, fried chicken and do waffles. we do we know how long they've been open Four years. Four years. Four okay. years. They've been open four years. This is not a brand new restaurant by any means, but it's also not like a staple of the so, community. But assuming that this 
menu item has been on the menu all four years. This hasn't been a problem until somebody yelped about it. Until someone saw the Popeye's chicken box. Couple months. They added, they added the chicken like a couple months ago. Got it. How did you find this story? Uh, he doesn't have a mic, so. We got a tip. Uh, we got a tip. Izzy, Izzy, Izzy says that he got a tip on this story. Yeah. Um, I believe that it, it was on Reddit, right? Yeah, so someone posted the photo. So it, it was already seen by people. Got it. So it had gotten a little bit of traction in the Reddit community uh, before we posted it. Um, And someone, a Long Beach publication had also posted about it. Yeah. I mean, what I think you guys are kind of missing is I personally think there's a level of deception that's going on here that's really high. And Rudy, you actually, we've discussed this outside. You might think the opposite of me, where this is kind of the small business going through all sorts of shit. They're not paying attention. The way she's phrasing her words to me makes it think like this whole thing was supposed to be a deception. So when she says that twice a day Popeyes was delivered, that's using phrasing that it's like coming off a food delivery truck that you're sourcing when it's either you or an employee driving down to Popeyes and delivering it, quote unquote, to your own restaurant. That's not delivery unless you're using Uber Eats to order it to your restaurant twice a day. And even then, that's even more suspect than you picking it up because it's sitting in somebody's car and waiting at the counter. Anyway, on top of that, she's contrasting and using words like local and small batch. Neither of which Popeyes are. Well, I mean, <laughs> technically they're local. They're local to <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> She's so tricky. So, so she used local and Popeyes, that location is technically local, but in the context of the word, Popeyes is the opposite of local. They are headquartered somewhere that's not in Long Beach and have a <laughs> franchised operation and probably source their chicken from potentially even out of state for that location. Now, I don't know that. They could source their chicken locally for all I know, but I'm saying that contrast, those that response in Yelp was, thought, was well thought through. Yeah. And I just seeing through it and so I think that combined with the website, yes, to your point, might be outdated. And But they had originally said we're doing craft food, right? That, to me, so, smells okay. like deception more than it smells like, oh, this is, this is an happenstance mistake. Yeah. The mistake was the fact that most likely businesses do this all the time, and this is being made an example of. And so, so that's funny that you say that because that was actually part of my notes. Like are we making an example out of this this restaurant and this person? Because um, that was something that we just actually talked about when we were coming back from coffee was Chris was like, um, like I think the, the idea, I think the idea of serving Popeyes without telling people it's Popeyes is kind of whack. Um, I think if you said it was Popeyes or you're like, it, whatever. She's I think that fast food ad campaign think, just come to life is <laughs> well, what but, she is. But I mean, I, I think it's like, if you if you say it's Popeyes, like, cool. I think that's funny. I think that's like Popeyes is good. But I think, but uh, then what I think about is I think of like, if you go to a restaurant and somebody, it's like those water commercials, right? Where, uh, where so they give you like tap water and um, oh, Braden's trying to tell you something. Oh, you're good. Sorry. Keep going. Uh, it's like those tap water commercials, right? Where they're like, they give you tap water and then they ask you to review it as like, you know, some ultra filtered delicious water. And you're like, oh, this is really good. And then they're like, just kidding. It's fucking tap water from like, you know, whatever the Hudson River. And you look like a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? And I think that is how, like, that's how I would feel if somebody served me something that I thought was like made there, made from scratch. And then they're like, it's it's actually Popeyes and you know like whatever for whatever reason you suck or you're dumb so I I think although I think that it's like it's whack um, that's where she loses her legs to stand on yeah and but and but then you know so anyways what we were talking about was like well are we making an example out of this person and is it is it is it our responsibility as a national publication to point this out and put a magnifying glass on it and and give uh, the whole country and or world access to this particular example of something like you know what what is what's our role in that like 
because I think what you would see in Long Beach is that like, you know, is that community responsible for like policing the actions of someone who is like doing something whack in their restaurant? And what do we do by magnifying that story and bringing it to like the national scale where now like anyone in the country can shit on them regardless of if it affects them or not. But where do you draw the line? Because I, I, I agree that the magnifying glass on this restaurant, on Sweet Dixie Kitchen is a very, very important thing regardless of where you fall on it. But where do you draw the line? Because she she's using Popeyes, but most restaurants out there that we all frequent in all parts of the country have distributors that they have access to. They use similar chicken, so Cisco chicken, whatever it may yeah, be, yeah. wherever they're buying shit from, right? Where do you draw the line? Are we, is this just good information that like most people are now like, huh, I wonder where this chicken fr comes from. If we get anything from this, hopefully that's it. So, but that's why when it first came out, I was like, yo, more power to you using Popeye's chicken. That's cool. Even if I, even if it wasn't listed on the menu, like there's a difference between it being a, like not a cool thing to do and like a legal thing to do. And a lot of people were just kind of like with, with the emphaticness that they were going at it was making it, were making it seem like it was an illegal thing to do, which as we've been talking and learning from the day that Costa and I, which was two days after this story broke, Costa and I decided it would be fun to like, well, shit, it's in Long Beach. It's kind of close to us. Let's just go have breakfast there. Let's go see what it's about. It w They were serving the, the Popeye's fried chicken there. And it just seemed, I don't know. It, I was like cool with it up until she came out of the restaurant. The owner, I had recognized her from the video she was in. And she points right at my plate. And I'm like, oh, shit, she found us out. She knows it's, it's us from Food Beast. She had no idea. She looked and she was like, that's Popeye's fried chicken. I hope you know that. I just think her demeanor is like ruining it for her employees and ruining it for the whole nine. Because so, it's combative? It's or? combative. She's, it, you can tell like from, the, from, the, from her rhetoric it's combative. So like, she, again, if she had this like, even if it was like a gypsy looking, really cool, homey, craft looking cafe, you could still serve Popeye's chicken and I would co-sign you. But you can't be combative and dickish about it, in my opinion, because that's what's gonna make me not wanna come there because I now do feel like there's a level of trickery involved as opposed to just like, yeah, hell yeah, You've been, uh, they actually serve Popeye's chicken. That's like really funny. And I love Popeye's chicken and that's good. But she's trying to learn because the day we went there, the health inspector was there because of all the news and was like, well, you have to serve this chicken better. Like you can't buy it from that store, from the Popeye's and then come down because the temperature goes below a level that's acceptable when you want to serve it to a customer. So she had to double fry it. She had to fry it again, which I don't know how. Which is dope. I mean, double frying well, chicken. And it probably, was, <laughs> and, frying and it probably was actually wasn't double frying based on her kitchen unless she like could be like, or like shallow fryer or, or whatever. whatever. Yeah. But she had to reheat it in some way, yeah. which at least from the illusions between what Reach had, you had and Costa had led to bad chicken. Mm. I don't. I mean, you tell me. I've well, had cold chicken. It's been good. Right, but like you have your own leftover fried chicken, and you just still enjoy it. But whatever she did to it to bring it back up to temperature that she was really begrudging about, she was like, "Oh, I had to like bring this back up because the health inspector's here." Like all quiet. I'm like, "Come on, I'm a customer still." At the end of the day, like, why are you saying this stuff? What if I had no idea what you're talking about, and I just stumbled upon your restaurant because I'm walking in beautiful downtown Long Beach, and now I'm like this lady who also didn't express that she was the owner. I just knew she was is already telling me but that the dish I ordered has this Popeye's chicken got you like I don't know bad tone for because me. but well but I but I feel like and uh, I feel like I could easily see why she would be combative in this situation because like I said there's probably like a thousand people like sure. screaming at her on the internet sure so like I would probably be in a very bad mood and be like uh yeah that's fucking Popeye's fried chicken like please don't fucking sue me or like what you know what I mean yeah. like so I, I kind of get that like I think this is just a really, this is an interesting situation because there's just so many like sides to the story and you know, like our role in that, their role in that, their role in serving stuff that, you know, like whether their site's just outdated or they just outright like, you know, whatever, they only make half the shit that they make and they don't really care. Like, I don't know, you know, it's just, I think there's a lot of sides to the story and it's interesting to see like, because what, 
what what do you guys think is a positive outcome of this story coming out? Like, do you think a positive outcome is that uh, either people have to rest restaurants have to like understand that they need to do a better job of conveying what it is that they're cooking, what it is that they're not cooking? Do they need to be more accountable for how they promote their restaurants? Like, um, you know, should there just be more transparency about how stuff is sourced? Like, do people even want that? You know, I, I'm curious to know like how you guys feel about what this story could develop into that's actually like positive. Well, I think the thematics of the story is actually, is really important. In the sense of, as an everyday consumer, I think every person in this room has experienced restaurant food that was more likely, was, that was ready-made or par-cooked, and they've never realized it. And that's not to say that that's a good or bad thing, but I think the information is good to know. So, when you're in a restaurant and you ordered the grilled chicken Caesar salad, Grilled chicken, if it's a thick breast, can take up to like 10 to 12 minutes to cook or whatever that number is. I'm not a chef, but to cook all the way through on a grill takes time, right? Whatever that time is. You ordered a salad that's supposed to come before your meal. So you're expecting that salad in eight minutes. It takes 10 minutes or whatever to cook that chicken breast to temp. So how was it cooked? It, because it's impossible. Well, it's par cooked. It's sitting in a warming drawer. They warm it up on the grill, and it hits you, and it hits your plate hot and ready to go. Yeah. And that's how the industry works. So, I think it's important to know that as someone who's worked in the industry, you kind of know a bit more about it. But in this case, in this case with fried food and fried food particularly, I think there's a number of thematics that we should talk about. The first one being. Should you, should you own a contemporary breakfast restaurant without the full use of a full hood and kitchen? Because if you're branding yourself as a brunch place, if you're branding yourself as a full breakfast place, then to me, you need a fryer. She's out there blaming the kitchen too. She's like blaming the building that she signed, whatever her deal is with it. Like, oh, we, we just, we can't, we don't even have a kitchen. We're like, then you shouldn't be calling your place Sweet Dixie Kitchen if you can't like attribute to it. But I get the branding and I get what she's trying to do. I don't think there's anything wrong with the restaurant that is almost like a, a damn near a market. Like I, I curate these great baked goods because these people are, are awesome. I get my waffle batter from here because these guys do great things. My sugar is local from here. That's all cool and dandy. But yeah, the Popeyes thing, she should have owned from the beginning because that adds to to it and it kind of, it, it, it protects you and boxes you out from the potential criticism of your menu, which says eat local, stay sweet. Like her branding is is leading you down the path of everything being scratch made. And I do think a majority of that stuff is scratch made, whether she scratch made it or not. <laughs> yeah, I mean like dude, somebody that makes dope jams like seven states away tight, yeah. like dope jams are dope. Yeah, it's scratch you know? made. If she tried that once and through her travels wants to bring that into the restaurant, a lot of amazing chefs do the same. Like they'll pay homage to it. And I can't tell again if this is purposely deceitful or not. But if you make the choice to represent your restaurant with all the hype words of contemporary restaurants today, local craft, whatever, then I think it is deception when you don't do that in restaurant. Because mm. when you're charging $16 for fried chicken and waffles, like I'm not, I'm going there to, to for a quality value of $16 fried chicken and waffles. And I feel duped when it's Popeyes. And I know, I think we feel dissimilarly, Eli, like I do feel like I've been morally misguided if I were to eat at that restaurant because I'm paying not a huge premium, but I'm choosing to go out to this restaurant and believing in what you represent. Yeah, I think I think I think even more than the because like the I think the money is one thing, but I I also think in restaurants like you're not really like paying for the food value; you're paying to be like served a good meal, right? But I I feel you because I feel like the duped part. Let even like fuck the money. The duped part is that like. You think you're going somewhere where somebody is like frying chicken, they're mm. using their recipe, like 
it's going to be dope. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the experience you want, regardless of the price. Like if that's what it's billed as, like that's what you want. And then you find out it's Popeyes, which is good chicken. But like, if I wanted Popeyes, I would just go to Popeyes. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wanted a defender price point. I wanted it to be like, yo, yeah, because I mean, you're like, it's cool. Yo, fourteen dollars for fried chicken and waffles. It's not the first time I've paid fourteen dollars for fried it's chicken not, and waffles. It's not that expensive. And so, yeah. and so that's why I wanted. To and I've be- spent thirty dollars at Popeyes like many times, <laughs> many, many times. Like I probably couldn't. Even, it's more than both hands. I can count the times I've spent like thirty fucking dollars at Popeyes. It's because the family. Meals like thirty two ninety five. I hear you. And everyone needs a family meal in the family, right? right? That's like <laughs> that's yeah. the only way to just order me. Popeyes. <laughs> like, uh, so, so I think the I think I do think the discussions about price. I mean, while the, I think they're valid, I think they're. I, I feel like that's not the main point. The main point is just like it is like regardless of intentions, it is deceptive because you know. If I knew I was gonna eat Popeyes, like I said, I would just go to Popeyes. And, nah, and, and, but, but, and, but catch me though, like because so the. Where I, where I'm starting to fall in line with Jeff on it is, if they had just said it was Popeyes fried chicken and waffles, I'd be very comfortable paying the fourteen dollars for that dish, knowing I could have just gone to Popeyes and got it myself because I want to sit at that cafe more than I want to sit at Popeyes. Right. And, I don't want well, to sit at a Popeyes. But, well, but also, and, I mean, to like extend that, like, but in that situation, like, you have the choice and you have the information. Exactly, exactly, and that's, that's where the, I think yeah. that's what's missing, and that's what I can't agree with on her part. It should say Popeyes fried chicken. Now I know, like, if I if I if I had all the info, then I'd be like, you know what, I want to go sit outside, but it's only going to cost me four bucks. At Popeyes, I'm gonna go grab it there, and then I will go find a nice spot in Long Beach to sit. But I don't think she stays alive as a business if you put a fast food trademark on your menu. Well, I mean, like, like legally, she doesn't stay. No, alive. not that, not <laughs> even from Popeyes. Like when you believe our friend Wally, who visited this spot, who is perplexed that this story is happening because he had a great meal, his vision of this place it's is shattered. not the place that's using fast food fried chicken this place across the community is known as a quality brunch and breakfast place and that is directly contrasted if you put popeyes as your fried chicken on the menu so as much as popeyes is the right thing to do to list it to not dupe anybody it goes directly against the brand you're creating and i think there's mixed messaging enough there to where i'd be like oh that's weird Okay, what else? But, what else is weird? But so you're saying, even stripped of the duping, if she was straightforward from the beginning, it's not good for like that restaurant. I don't think so. I, I think it's cute. I, I, I think it's. T- I think it's like, yo, if I'm this, com- I don't think she's a great chef. She's obviously not. Like she doesn't. She's not. She hasn't done anything that on a track record that proves to me that she is. I don't know, but. If let's say I'm a really competent chef, really like we know a lot of competent chefs that like swear by this particular fast food. Like I love Del Taco's chicken soft tacos. I just do. I love Taco Bell's bean and cheese burritos. I just do. I'm gonna open up a craft place and I'm gonna serve all this shit. But when it comes to my tacos, I'm going to. I just can't do it better than bean and cheese. They're fucking nuke cheese. You know what I mean? Like I just can't do it better. And you want to pay respect. And I think like she did too little, too late calling out the greatness that is Popeyes and she could have done it better right at the beginning and I still would have been sold on this cute little craft place that has great seating outside everything else is scratch she was honest to me about her feelings towards Popeyes that she loves it she would have been good in my book Maybe not your book, and, and maybe not Wally's book either, because you, I mean Wally doesn't eat chicken anymore. He so. don't even chicken. He's vegan. Sorry, Wally. But low, low key, bro. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> but so I, I respect the other side of the coin. For me, for me, it doesn't offend me if she was if she was honest and transparent about it, because then I get I get your kitschiness. I get the branding. You had fun with it, and you're like, I'm not even. It's bummer that you're like as a chef entrepreneur like you're not even gonna try to make a dope fried chicken that's like maybe inspired by Popeyes you call out pot like that's a bummer on like just a creativity front but more if, if you want to like spend your resources elsewhere and create like the best biscuit to pair with it the best waffle to pair with this amazing fried chicken cool like it is it's your restaurant at the end of the day but now certain people are gonna choose not to go to it and some people will some people I, I hope I hope she gets traffic to this and she can like kind of figure out the branding. Jeff doesn't. 
Jeff don't, Jeff don't like Jeff don't like what I just said. And this, I'm Jeff doesn't like I'm people curious. playing this, on his phone. This is this and <laughs> play because, on my phone. because Rudy, your your question, right? Does she deserve the spotlight? Maybe not all the attention that everyone's giving her for sure, but it's also such a flagrant example of the type of food that you're going to source from somewhere else. We're talking about a fried food that has a limited shelf life mm. once it once you take that out of the oil one i've never had good cold fried chicken i've also never had also a fat ass I've, <laughs> I've, I've also never had good next day fried chicken i've also have never had next day good french fries like fried foods have a specific mm. shelf life 10 and, minutes and, for, <laughs> and literally for me, 10 minutes it's literally if i'm not if it's not out of the fryer maybe a couple of minutes so you don't char the roof of your mouth that's when the exact moment when i order french fries through a drive-through i'm asking for a fresh batch and a crispy batch because even it's been sitting for eight minutes i can tell and i like it significantly less so now you're talking about not french fries you're talking about fried <laughs> chicken which is we've talked about it on this podcast very dangerous too it's ubiquitous on instagram it's everywhere now in restaurants across america and one of my favorite things to eat and you are sourcing it from a mile down the road with travel time and then it's sitting somewhere in your kitchen until someone orders it and now you're reheating it right so that that boggles my mind i don't think the spotlight if if the spotlight was on this restaurant in Long Beach, because she didn't scratch made her pies, I'd be like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. But because it's fried chicken, right? Like, don't do it to fried chicken. I know Reach, <laughs> our managing editor, feels the exact same way. Don't do this to fried chicken. And also, you're setting yourself up because you deliver Popeye's chicken twice a day, whatever. Your hours are from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. or whatever that is. That means there's some three-hour fucking window that fried chicken is sitting on your countertop waiting for someone to order it, and that could be me. And I don't want it to be me. I don't want it to be me for $5. I don't want it to be me for $15. And I don't want it to definitely not be for fucking $17. So that's what gets me angry. It's not just the, it's not just the deception that we're talking about. It's the fact that it's Fried chicken. Damn, Kimberly. You fucked up fried chicken for my man. Wow. Holy cow. And so, like, again, because if she was bringing in, almost name anything else on her menu. If she didn't scratch make the biscuits, if she didn't sc scratch make the pies, which we also have, like, potential allegations. There's other things from this restaurant. People coming out the woodwork, Coming Kim. out the woodwork to tell us all the non-scratch things they're making. I don't care. Because that's the worst thing you could do is let, like, especially in, in that situation of ordering fried chicken and waffles to put a, a two-hour-old fried chicken on top of any waffle. Like, I... I instantly see where that yelp customer is coming from because if it's not freshly fried i'm just i'm over it yeah damn dog that, Sorry. that I, no 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 that passion put me in a place because <laughs> i guess because the lack of culinary that i have makes me feel that i'm just like yeah what's what's the big like she really enjoys that but i guess fried chicken and poultry and meat is not apples to apples with jams and condiments well and well yeah but also just like if you're there it's just like yeah for like food safety reasons right <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's okay. that would, like you, you don't need to cook the jam right like <laughs> if you if you watch our vlog about this where costa and i actually go to the place and we record and we just try to when the owner comes out and basically like she's begrudgingly telling me <laughs> How she had to bring the chicken up to temp for me before she served it. like, And she wasn't like particularly stoked about having the health department tell her how to run her fried chicken. Like that was at that point, I was just like, damn, my, my health don't matter to you at all then. Like you're just like, that's that's what you came out to tell. And again, I'm joking a bit. Like I don't think she thought much of, you know, 
health code on that on that particular thing. She's like, well, it came out of fry, uh, came out of Popeyes. They have some strenuous regulations. Like, I'm sure it's good. Uh, th- she just assumed it was just another vendor she could go pick up stuff from. She hasn't Walmart's fried chicken. That's also really good too. Go try that. Um, but that's <laughs> like, yeah. But but yeah. The more the more I realized, it, and after tasting it at the new way, however she prepared it, I just didn't like it. I was like, this is this is rough, and this is like. Like I'm not gonna go back there for the fried chicken. She, they have an amazing giant ding dong that you should go try. <laughs> I don't think they make that there either. But like, oh, and the mac salad. Come on, there's still some positive silver linings if you like have to eat here because you're starving. Uh, the mac salad is fire. I ordered <laughs> ordering at this place <laughs> the day after this news broke was kind of difficult because like we didn't want to be all of a sudden everything was suspect. You're like mac salad, Stater Brothers. <laughs> No, we didn't want to. We didn't want to raise like her eyebrows when we were like only order the fried chicken dishes because there's like 30 things on the menu. Only two of them have fried chicken, and we wanted to try both of them. And so instead, like I'd be like, "Can I get uh, fried chicken and waffles and uh, mac salad?" And then just started throwing weird like, "Can I get the watermelon or whatever?" Just like to try to order stuff that wasn't directly tied. So, I I have this really interesting like dissonance in my head right now about this because as like somebody who has been a part of this business been a part of other businesses and just in life in general i've done my fair share of doing things that i was not prepared to do and doing a mediocre job at them and uh and i think i'm I 100% get where you're coming from, Jeff, and and I'm aligned with you a decent part of the way, and that's why I'm conflicted, because I'm conflicted because I also, like, I know the times that I've done stuff that I was ill-prepared for, and I did a mediocre job at it, and was just, like, praying that, like, I wouldn't get fucking roasted for it, you know what I mean? (laughs) Or that, like, that shit wouldn't come down on me, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that I would, like, make it through, persevere, learn how to do stuff better, and, like, and progress, you know? Because I think there's a lot of that that, like, you have to do in business or whatever. And I'm not... I'm not equating her situation to that because like obviously if you've been doing this for four years, like that's what you're doing. You think it's cool and it's all good. But it definitely like mixes up some of those things inside of me a little bit. You As know, entrepreneurs are yeah, because like I think about like you have to be scrappy. Out. Like maybe that was the only place she could afford, and maybe like it was gonna be fifty thousand dollars to like put a real hood in there. And and I mean, you can always say, Well then like you shouldn't open that shit up, like you weren't ready to do it. But, like, you know, that's not how humans operate. That's not how most people operate. Most people, like, try to find a way to do it. And, again, I'm not con- I'm not giving her a pass on what, what she was doing because I feel like at some point, like, you – clearly she thinks what she was doing is totally okay. But it definitely, like, makes me feel like uh, – it. I definitely have, like, different types of feelings inside of me about it. How do you it, feel you know about I mean? her still feeling it's okay? Well, I mean, I think it, yeah, it's very apparent that she thinks she did nothing wrong. And, you know, I do think it is wrong to pass something off as something that it's not. Um, so I think if it was labeled as Popeyes, whatever, that would be cool. Um, I do think there's a hot take that she did. Let, she called. I wish there was a wink. I wish she put like a wink emoji on the menu <laughs> next right to next to, to it pops. saying Pops, chicken and waffles. Because. Popeyes, Pops. It didn't click till I just saw it again. I was looking at the pictures on my phone and the menu item says Pops, chicken and waffles. Like, wink, wink. Like, I wish she had like owned that part because there had been some thought into the chicken and waffle dish unless her, you know, from her family, like that's what they called it. I don't know. But that would have yeah. been cute, a cute scene. And I mean, and that's the thing is like, knowing that, that she was cool with that and that was the situation that was acceptable to continue to have for her, uh definitely i i don't you know i don't feel bad that uh this is the situation um but you know but yeah i definitely feel like as a business person who's gone through shit and been like oh yeah like we can do that you know what i mean like that i get that that like a little bit of it resonates with me you know what i mean of just like damn like you're trying to do something and you can't necessarily do it the way 
people think it should be done or uh, <laughs> or the way the health department says it should be done <laughs> or you know what i mean um so i don't know i just i'm, I'm like i said I, I don't i don't think she necessarily falls in that category and i don't condone it but i definitely like i understand those feelings of trying to make something happen when you're not equipped to do it yeah and still trying you know what i mean and still like trying to do it and and I just, I just understand that, and I can empathize with that general sentiment. Um, I empathize with the scra- the scrappiness, but a, a question I have is, what? Why do you guys feel this resonated so well and so far and wide with just everyone, like just everyone? Because people hate being tricked. Do you think they hate being tricked? Do they, or do they respect Popeyes? <laughs> I think. I, well, I think there's a, there's a lot of things think, going on. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think intrinsically, like people love to be outraged about something. That's something we can for sure agree on. Like, people love to be pissed off, and people hate to be tricked. So it's like this is like a this is a perfect storm of of pissery. You know what I mean? Like because people want to be outraged about stuff, and people hate being tricked. And so it's like those two things combined. You know, this is the perfect situation for for shit to just go off. You know? And and she's just providing she's providing sound bites and responses in a way that give the media more to latch onto, right? Because mm-hmm. if she's for whatever like this could have been a twenty four hour news cycle. It's been extended because no, I proudly serve Popeyes. Like for real? Like that's everyone's response. Like really? Like you're the you really do? And not to say again, there's a love for Popeyes across this nation, but it's not it's not the same type of love that we expect you to source it for your own menu. Yeah. And I think that's where people feel duped. And then you start. What else have I been duped on, Eli? Like, wh- where else have I eaten in the past four weeks that I didn't have an experience that I thought I had? And I'm going think- to go out on a limb here and say it everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's what my question to you guys is, where is the line? Because obviously, I got really passionate about the fried chicken aspect. But that, to me, is on a pretty far side of the spectrum in the sense of that was a pretty, what I, what I said, flagrant choice of how to go about sourcing your food. Yeah. There's an entire middle ground from accepted to non-accepted that is an entire gray area that goes to the par cooking that you don't know is happening in the back of the restaurant that I mentioned. It goes to the ready-made foods that Cisco, whoever is delivering to these restaurants, that these restaurants are serving like they made it. Whether they say it or not, the perception is we were at a restaurant, you made it. And if you didn't make it at all outside of taking a plastic wrap off of something and putting it on a plate, there's at least a minor level of deception, which goes back to why I think it's important for Food Beast and the food world to be talking about it. We should know. I want to know. I want to know these things, and I think the average consumer should know. Because in general, if you're going to put out a mediocre product and you're going to shortcut, I've done. we've all done it. We're all human. We've all tried to do something out of nothing and be ill-prepared. But at the same time, you have to realize it's a risk and that you can be called out for it because you are doing a mediocre job. I think someone should be in the loop. And I don't necessarily think it because because I don't know where to draw the line. Because if I want to go get Popeye's fried chicken and serve it, I feel like I should have the right or whatever their grilled chicken or whatever it may be or their mashed potatoes. And I want to put it in. But the health inspector should know. You know what I mean? I think because where do you draw? Do you have to label your Cisco chicken, or yeah. do you have to label? <laughs> you have to label every provider, right? That you use. Right, or like a Costco salad. Like everyone uses Costco's mixed green salad. <laughs> this everyone. Is, this is. I'd like to point out. This is literally a discussion of literal sausage making. <laughs> How is the sausage made? We need to know. I. You know, it's funny, Jeff, that you say that because for me, I'm. I'm sort of like a, I don't know, I'm a very jolly pessimist. So like for me, I always expect shit to be as bad or worse than it. Like I always think I expect everything to just be like the worst possible case. So like I, if I go to a restaurant, I expect what I'm eating, even if it says like whatever, like scratch made, blah, blah, blah. I honestly just don't believe any of that bullshit. <laughs> and the reason is because then when something is scratch made or something's really dope, like cool, I like it. Good. That's awesome. It's better than I thought it was going to be. Because, like, at the end of the day, man, like, 
You know what I mean? Like shit happens. People run out of batter. Like whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Like it's just like I, I think my bar. So it's interesting because to me, like my bar is so low, but I feel like it should be higher. So that's like where I feel like there's a common thread between us is that like if we can talk about this because like if i'm completely honest 60 percent of the time i don't give a fuck if it's cisco chicken like tight dude whatever did you put some dope spices in the batter yeah. like did you fry it cool Art, dope like whatever dude i you know what i mean like that's fine um so i i think the average consumer when they hear something like this me included i'm gonna toss myself in there they say they want to know because we want to sound educated, because we want to we want to know the information when we when we want to, but in general we'd rather not know, but we're not willing to say it. So, <laughs> so I think that puts us in an interesting predicament, right? Because do you know? Do we really want to know the pink slime that's in our burgers? Like, not no. really. Can you handle the truth? Right. We can't handle it, but. But then our curiosity of really knowing what we're eating, we do want to know. And it's this, it's this back and forth battle. I personally would rather know than not know. But that again, I don't know if that's I don't know if I that's think it's your the pop, I think it's the Popeyes and the brand name thing that really carries it. Because if we put out a story two days ago that this little cafe in Long Beach uses Cisco chicken, be like, where the fuck is the rest of the story? Right? <laughs> but because we said Popeyes, something that everyone in the country can recognize consistently on lists as the top fried chicken in the world. It, yeah. uh, fast well, food well, fried chicken yeah, yeah. in the world. But but also the difference between because like sh that was an equivalent, a false equivalency that she made was that like why, well, you know, people get their chicken from Cisco. Like, yeah, but like it doesn't come from, you know, or I mean, I'm sure there's probably like fully prepared chicken that comes yeah, from Cisco. Yeah, she's wrong but, like, on that equivalency. People, but a lot of people like, well, yeah, they'll get chicken from Cisco and then they'll like put their shit on it and cook it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, it's dumb like, shit. The, what she's saying is basically like, yeah, uh, I serve burgers at my restaurant, but I go to Carl's Jr., rip the patties <laughs> out, uh, wipe the mustard and mayo off of it, and then I, I put my own uh, potato roll on it because it's, fi it's fire. And I, But Carl's Jr. has the best burgers around. Like, sorry that you saw my employees walk in with six bags uh, with superstars on like that's the that's what she was saying and that's wrong but at the end it's 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 wrong if you feel it's wrong as long as it's it's, it's if the health and i think if she doesn't want to make that transparent it's her prerogative as a brand owner as a restaurant owner as long as she's abiding by the laws and serving food that is safe more power to you we can sit here on our microphones all day and say whatever the fuck we want as long as you're by the law and by the book you can do that shit people by the way i even like fully support people doing shit not by the law because like i, mean, <laughs> I just had to say i like i want to eat undercooked pork i'm just gonna throw that out there like <laughs> Tired of eating dry ass pork, like what? That's cool. Serve Flaws me some kind of tight. Pork. Like, let's keep run it. I don't know. Yeah, man. I, I feel all different types of way about this. Uh, I think it's it, your point about people. Like, you you want to know, you want the information, but do you really want to know? Um, here, know. Here, here's here's another layer of the deception that I think happened. Yo, peel the onion back. Ooh, dude, Ooh. another layer. Straight bangers. So high end craft restaurants do the exact same thing strategy with what she used they will go i only use this salami from italy i will only source this jidori chicken from this place i will only even local restaurant playground right i it's Lou's fried chicken recipe mm. from Memphis, mm. and I use that, right? So it, the, illusion, the illusion is to quality, and we just bring that quality here, and it's our, maybe it's our representation, maybe it's not, but we use that to give you a unique experience that you haven't had before, and now you associate our restaurant with that experience. She's doing that with Popeyes, whether you agree it's a quality thing or not, and I just think the situation is just is different, right? Because it's 
it's not sourcing it. It's cooked already, and it's and again you have to. Well, put she's it back also up not carrying it over well. So like, it'd be a different story if it tasted good, right? <laughs> well, like, and there's like, like well, yeah, I mean, just even from like a health perspective, there's all different. Like, yeah, like do they put them in hot bags? Like, do they, you know what I mean? Like, do they see what temperature it leaves the restaurant at, at what temperature it shows up at? Like. You know what I mean? Does it sit in like a heat drawer in the car? Like, you know, like, <laughs> probably not. Like, you know, there's like, there's all like, you know, there's all types of, of, and then, yeah, like, how does it get reheated? Like, you know, does it just sit under like, you know, does it sit in a warming tray in the kitchen for like It's four sad hours? that it took a, a lady to use Popeye's for us to have such a microscope on this, as opposed to like, if you look at all, like what all, a lot of the activists wanted over the past, like, ever since fast food existed, of us wanting to look closer at fast food, yet here we are at a mom pa shop like that uses that one fried chicken that she likes in it for us to like, now the microscope's on. And honestly, it has opened my eyes. Like as I was driving to Long Beach, every restaurant I looked around, I was like, oh, that's Louisiana inspired fried chicken. It was like a hole in the wall place. I was like, I bet they get their shit from Popeye's. Like, I, like, I bet that place takes Pizza Hut pizza and flattens it a little bit and calls it New York style. Like I was very skeptical of everything on the way there. Yeah. So, which is, which I think is like, that that's the part of this. And I, we got to wrap this up, I think, cause people are gonna we have a happy alcohol. hour. Um, but but that's part of why I think that that is one of the things why I think this story is interesting because the trust factor like the thing is like you want to like trust that a proprietor like they they should they know right as the professional as the chef cook proprietor whatever of a place it's their job to know what they can get from Cisco that's fine and what they can get from wherever that's fine right like what they should cook what they shouldn't cook and I think the problem is like once that trust erodes, like yeah, like now you're like thinking about it, and you're just now you you feel like you can't really like trust people with your best intentions, right? Yeah. Like or or you can't trust their intentions necessarily. And I think that's what makes it tougher for like people in general, which is why I think like I'm just generally pessimistic about stuff, and it's fine. I'm a happy person around it because I'm just like constantly being my my. My expectations are constantly being exceeded <laughs> just because they're like, low, man, like you just, you know, like, so, you know, you know, what makes me sad about this entire situation the most is Long Beach has an amazing dining scene. Yeah. It's awesome. From um, Beer Belly to Little Cambodia to downtown to 4th Street. There's just. There's so the attic. There's so many Second great. Street, Belmont Shore. Shout yeah. out to like the most populated Middle Eastern <laughs> yeah, restaurant exactly. community out there. That's tight. So there's just so many good places, and in the same way that people labeled Sublime and Snoop with Long Beach, and as that's like part of the culture, it got labeled that. I'm hoping that we can continue to highlight stories that have traction in a positive light. Because these negative stories, it's just so easy for broadcast news to pick it up, for whatever, New York Daily News to pick it up, because, yeah, it's well, negative. It's easy for us to pick it up, too. No, I, and I'm saying on top, of course, we yeah, picked it yeah, up, yeah. and then, uh, but the proliferation of that, right? And so I think that's what's a little bumming, is the, so a lot of these news cycles end up being, this is bad. Yeah. Let's talk about how bad this is. When there's a lot of good that no matter what, at the end of the day, doesn't get the same shine. If it bleeds, it reads. Yeah, totally, man. I think, I, yeah, but that's why I think discussions like this are important, at least when, you know, so at least we can get something useful out of this, hopefully. And the something useful is like, maybe be more transparent about stuff that you're serving to people. Um, can you ask that question though? Ask, imagine, let's go back two weeks. You went to that restaurant, you're trying the fried chicken, you hadn't seen the Popeye's box, and you're like, hmm, this chick is like mm, kind of dry. Uh, is this, can you send the waiter over here? Is this Popeye's fried chicken? <laughs> like, can you ask that question? Do people, do enough people ask about the food they're eating at restaurants? I or don't, do they just no, take I don't it think so. Not? I don't so, think like, so. 
if we're gonna take anything positive from this, like, yo, feel free to ask yeah. about some stuff. If you're in a restaurant, like, if don't, it's not offensive to ask, like, yo, did you get? Well, this I mean, shit? this lady wouldn't be offended. <laughs> Literally, like, she'd be like, hell yeah, it's Popeyes. Like, enjoy, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, go ask more questions about your food. I guess I don't ask enough at a restaurant. You know what? I mean, that's that's actually a good point. Like, put some of the onus on on ourselves to be inquisitive because. You know, like we probably should know more about stuff like that. At least then we can make decisions based on, on the information that we have. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you want to know, you yeah, know, and if you maybe don't, you don't. If you don't know. But like every now and then you can remind yourself. And this story is a great example of just ask. You can ask more questions. I don't ask enough when I eat out. I go to places where I assume it's either like I know what I'm getting into or I know they're going to walk me through it. You go to a certain caliber restaurant, they're going to tell you where this comes from, this chicken source from here, this whole night. So if this does anything for me, it just if I want to ask, I'll ask and I won't be shy about it. But I don't know. That's what I learned. Can I peel one more layer back? Oh, just real do quick? it, dog. It's a big yeah, ass onion you got. To me, this all stems back to the restaurant bubble that we're in mm. and how hard it is to be able to compete in we're a metropolitan market like Long Beach. And if you're a breakfast shop that's been established in the last four years and you're not putting contemporary items like chicken and waffles on your menu, I think it's a lot harder for you to survive. So there's an element of survival, I think, that forces you to make that decision to grab Popeyes because you, they, that's, I'm, that might be a top seller on their menu. And if you lose a top seller on your menu, does that mean you're cutting staff or you're late on rent or whatever? And so, but at the end of the day, as much as Rudy, I can, we can both, all three of us know what it's like running a small business is there's too many restaurants out there and there's too much mediocrity out there. And so as much as this is a person hustling and trying to build a business, there needs there will be restaurant closures and there are restaurant closures. And so to me, if the mediocre restaurants and this would classify, I haven't eaten there, but I would assume based on my diatribe, cold, cold fried chicken, <laughs> that it falls into the mediocre category. Like it's just not gonna, it's just not gonna last. And so I don't feel bad for putting a spotlight on a mediocre practice, but I still resonate at the end of the day, though, I think we have too many restaurants. And it's if, if there's something that can be learned for someone who's starting a restaurant tomorrow and the next day is prepare for the hardest work of your life and to be overstrapped and undercapitalized constantly. And because, maybe don't open a restaurant. Yeah, and, and, really, <laughs> and really think about it. Because if you're the person opening the next Dixie Kitchen, right, and you don't have a hood and you're going into a historic building and you have all these things against you, maybe it's not the time until you find the better location or have more capital to put that hood in or whatever because it's, it's just tough. And so yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think there's, uh, we did a bad thing by highlighting a restaurant practice that obviously had resonance across the country and brought this topic up. I hate to see a small business struggle because we've all been through it but if you're again, if you're mediocre, you're setting yourself up to be called out for it. And um, be good and show value. If you're gonna open a restaurant, like whether you have the capital for it or the location to do it or nothing, like if you don't have a hood and you can't do fried chicken, then don't do fried chicken. That's my opinion. Like too. be known for something else. Be known for your amazing pies. Like that's that's tough. And if if you're if you're struggling there, like don't blame the building. Don't blame. The fact that you didn't have that stuff, like, because you got into it and you knew it, like, but yeah, there is this restaurant pressure, this restaurant bubble, and chicken and waffles is a staple for uh, southern breakfast spots. Yeah. So, unfortunately, she got pulled into that. Like, maybe she didn't even want to put that on the menu, but she had to. She didn't have a hood for it. She didn't have that. So, But that's that's still on her for doing yeah. so. So it's unfortunate. There was pressure. It's another example of, like, the pressure of the restaurant industry, pressure of the bubble and getting that out. And the pressure of the everyday consumer that when they go into a place, they want everything. And, and that sucks. 
I would rather go to a place that specializes in one thing and I'll get that one thing. Even if even if I'm not the biggest fan of ham and cheese biscuits, but if you make the best one, I should have it and I should go there for it. And again, not to say that every restaurant should have one thing they specialize in, but when you have a small place that has over a dozen different things, like something's gonna give She's gonna be known for her Popeye's fried chicken. That's what she's known for now. Uh, how you guys feel? That's good, man. That feels that feels good. I want some Popeyes. <laughs> yeah, I really want some Popeyes. Anyways, we appreciate you guys for listening yet again. Thank you so much. This has been the catch up. It's That's been Eli, Jeff, and Rudy. Thanks for joining us this week, Rudy. Of course, anytime, anytime. That was the most. Uh, that was the most angry I've ever seen Jeff in my entire life. <laughs> Yo, and I've seen Jeff fucking pissed. Don't mess with Jeff's fried chicken. Pissed, bro. Uh, thank you, Izzy, for writing that initial story. If you could, please uh, please leave your comments in the iTunes store and Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, topics that you want heard, guests you want on. Um, Some and of really- our best tips come from you guys, like this story. So if you guys... Submit anything, email me, Eli, E-L-I-E, at foodbeast.com. Tweet at us, at foodbeast. DM us on Instagram. Yeah. If you want to be anonymous, let us know. DM it. Send a letter through the U.S. Postal Service. Yep. <laughs> no yep. anthrax, though. Snail mail. I'm not going to list our address because you could just Google it anyway. Yeah, just Google it. <laughs> but uh, thanks again for listening, and till next week. <laughs>